0: Good morning good afternoon or good evening how you guys doing welcome to the Bronx Queens Bros podcast better known as the BQB I'm Big B we got Big D and we got Jack B how you doing Dave
1: ready to go I'm fired up hey this is the second episode in one week that's something special for us that's something special for the fans let's get into it how you doing today Jack?
2: Doing great, feeling great. We got some exciting topics for today. We got some actually unfortunate injury news that we definitely want to touch on. Then we got some World Baseball Classic. Very exciting. excited to discuss that. And then we got some lists that me and V are going to debate.
0: All right. Now, before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is sponsored by one of the best kept secrets in northern New Jersey, Engineering Design Concepts, a small company doing big things. They specialize in product development, manufacturing, and test equipment. If you or anyone you know need assistance in that field, they are the company you need to contact. The link to their website will be in the description below. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we had good old-fashioned Jack B mentioning some unfortunate things that we're going to have to discuss. And boy, can I say I am so depressed that we will not be hearing any trumpets this upcoming season. Edwin Diaz, if no one knows, injured himself celebrating um, after Puerto Rico's win over DR last night, and he tore his right patellar tendon or something along the line. I'm no scientist. I don't know the proper terms. I don't care. All I know is my good friend Edwin Diaz, he is out probably for the entire year. Huge blow to the Mets. I'm pissed. I'm sad. I don't know what to do. So, what do you think about this check?
2: You know, this is really unfortunate. I don't know if anyone watched the game, but it was super sad when it happened. He was looking unhittable. He was striking everyone out. He was throwing close to 100 miles per hour. His slider looked disgusting. And then, you know, he gets the final out. And he, you could tell he did not want to celebrate. He kind of was just, like, over it. He wanted to, like, just get off the field. You know, he just dominated, and, you know, he wasn't really interested in the celebration. But his teammates went rushing onto the field. They were pumped up. They beat their bitter rival, the Dominican Republic, who, you know, we can get into that, how, um, you know, that was a really stacked team that kind of underperformed. But, um, yeah, they're b- jumping up and down, bouncing up and down. Next thing you know, Edwin just collapsed to the ground. I saw it live, and I sent you a text right away. I was like, I think he's actually really hurt. And you could tell because all the Puerto Rican players are waving, waving to the medical staff. Come here, come here. So I wonder if they either heard something or he went down and he just, you know, was screaming in pain. And it was really sad. Some of the players were crying, you know. So just it was a really tough scene, and I immediately thought of you, V, because I know he's your guy, and – He's a guy that we've talked about on the on the first two episodes. So, yeah, really unfortunate for Mets fans. And um, hopefully Edwin heals up because you never want to see somebody go down, especially like that.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it was funny because, Jack, when you sent that text, it was in a group chat with the three of us. The last text you sent was, that looks really bad, dude. And then we just heard nothing from V. You knew he was just over there. So concerned, And now the only trumpets I'm hearing right now are the classic. Wah, wah, wah. And um, <laughs> it's not good. Why don't, you, why don't you get into it a little bit? Uh, let's, you know, let's really break this thing down because this is a huge blow to the Mets. Uh, tell me how you think it's going to kind of shape up the Mets season. What's going to happen? Who's going to step up?
0: Well, that's a great question. So. There's no replacing the guy who had arguably the best relief uh, pitcher as a pitcher last year. He had one of the greatest seasons out of any relief pitcher in baseball, and uh, you can't really replace that. You can't replace the numbers. You can't. That's not going to be possible. So I'll tell you this though: the Mets did have, the Mets do have some great options in the back of the bullpen, and David Robertson, Adam Ottavino, Brooks Raley. I really like Drew Smith. I think he's got a good chance to really step up in a big role here, but I'm going to mention some other injuries the Mets are dealing with in their bullpen is Sam Coonrod. He has a high grade latch strain, so he's probably out for quite a bit of time. And then Mont, uh Bryce a guy who I really like his arm for the Mets. Yeah. He's got some electric stuff. I mean, he's got some run on a 101 mile per hour fastball. Like I've never seen, uh, he's shut down three to four weeks of stress reaction in his right elbow. So he won't be, coming back anytime soon as well um so i don't know the mets uh today have reported that they're very interested in zach Britton. uh he's a solid lefty uh pitcher of the yankees recently he's good listen I, I as i always say you can never have enough pitching you can never have enough arms so if we can get another arm that's uh, proven to be a very good pitcher in major league baseball it would be great now the way i think um we can get into this is uh, discussing who's going to be taking the ninth inning for the Mets this year. And I'm wondering, you know, we haven't heard from Buck Walter yet from my understanding. So I'm wondering if it's going to be closer by committee until someone just takes a job, if they're going to give it to David Robertson off the bat. <clears throat> I'm very curious. I don't know. It's going to be a good, uh, seeing how the season plays out. <clears throat> I think the Mets are still going to be a good team. It's just a big blow and it's, it could end up costing us some wins.
2: Yeah, it's a super big blow. If I had to guess, Buck, more of an old school guy, I assume he named someone the closer until, you know, until they either struggle or and my guess would be Robertson just cuz he's has experience in that role. But um, you know, as we've seen though, I mean, Buck did a very non old school thing last year pitching Edwin sometimes in the 8th when the heart of the order was coming up, so yeah, who, who really knows what he's going to do? And just, yeah, like you said, a big blow to the Mets. And um, hopefully they could figure something out because that definitely was not in their cards for this year.
1: Oh, it's just brutal. I think, it, I think this event opens up an interesting discussion about the World Baseball Classic as a whole. Um, you know, the, a lot of players avoid participating because something like this could happen. Um, let's talk about that a little bit more, but before we do, why don't we kind of go into where we stand with the world baseball classic right now? So let's just talk about what's going on.
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, on Wednesday, Cuba beat Australia and that was the quarterfinal one. Then we had, uh, this morning, Japan beat Italy nine, three and Shohei Otani pitched. He threw 102 miles per hour actually gave up two runs, but he also had a hit, so he had a he had a nice game. Um, the U.S. qualified for the quarterfinals, beating Colombia last night. Mexico ended up beating Canada, so they advanced as well. And the U.S. is going to play Venezuela in the quarterfinals. How are we feeling about that game, Vitan? I know Venezuela looked like one of the best teams in this tournament so far. They're 4-0.
0: Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um... I think both teams have the same problem, in my opinion. It's it's pitching. And uh, I think both teams are more than stacked offensively. So if I were to guess, it's actually going to be a slugfest. Um, I would be shocked if I see a pitching duel. Um, we already know what my take was that USA is winning this all. So we already know who I think is winning this game. But um, it's going to... I don't think... That's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I'd be very, I'm very intrigued to see how the game plays itself out. Uh, I just don't think Venezuela has many good arms. Um, that can. Martin
2: Perez, Martin Perez through.
0: Is who's do you happen to know who's starting for both teams? By I would
2: assume Martin Perez. He pitched that first game against Dominican Republic. Okay. That's a, the game's on Saturday, by the way, guys. So okay, if you is, didn't know, uh, is, US. Uh, Venezuela, 7 p.m. Saturday.
0: Is Wayno pitching for USA?
2: I hope not, but it probably is (laughs) going to be. uh, It's probably going to be him or Lance Lynn looked really good. I liked when he pitched. He did look good. Um, I don't know unless they go to the pool. I'm not exactly sure who else are our options even. Like Merrill Kelly yesterday did not look good. If you guys watch that game, he really didn't look that good. But the bullpen looked good. Granted, we were playing Colombia. They don't really have um, star power. That much talent, right? They just have Gio Urshela, um, some other guys, but yeah, um, they don't have
0: like the star-studded power that a lot of the other
2: teams. Oscar have. Marc- uh, Mercado too from the Guardians, but yeah, not you know not the stars of Venezuela. So no, it'll be it'll be interesting. And we should talk about this too. We did touch on it. Puerto Rico beat. Dominican Republic, and it was very shocking because Dominican Republic was one of the favorites heading into this tournament. They had a really stacked roster: Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Oscar Hernandez, Ketel Marte. Um, yeah, just a absolutely stacked team, and they lost. So, how are we feeling about that? Uh, or do you think they underperformed? Or
0: well, I think they uh, they seriously just became choke artists at at, at its finest. I mean, um, that was bad. I mean, those are some big time hitters, and they're not hitting anything. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Who's the player that showed up? Soto, like, I, like
2: Soto played really well. Who I don't know if you saw Julio actually let a ball. There was like a bit of a short hopper, and he let it just completely past him. And Lindor got a like an inside the park, I guess, home run like a little league kind of home run, there. pretty yep. much. Yeah. Yep. It was kind of shocking, and, you know, I guess a lot of that team is young. I know they have Cano and Nelson Cruz, some vets, but I don't know. It just seemed like they are pressing a little bit. It was very odd to see because just the amount of talent, but yeah. to be fair, you know, some of those guys haven't played on big stages like that, and there's, that's a lot of pressure.
0: Well, especially Julio. Like he's 22 years old. He's as old yeah. as me. But you're playing
2: against people, like a lot of people for your country. So you're trying to, you know, do everything you can. And you're obviously proud and you want to win so bad. I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And sure. yeah, unfortunate for them. And, you know, they had Sandy Alcantara pitch and they lost to Venezuela with their with the NL Cy Young. I mean, just yeah. kind of crazy to think about. So, yeah, who knows? And, you know, that's a crushing defeat. Manny Machado, too. I didn't even mention him. Wander Franco, too. Willie Adamas didn't even play that much. Like, that's crazy to think about. He's one of the best shortstops in the MLB. Didn't even play that much. You know, Rafael Devers struggled. Just um, really unfortunate.
1: They just weren't playing to their potential. It's a shame. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Jack, I like the point you brought up. And you have to say they're underperforming, right? Because you talk about, like, how they're trying to make their countries proud and they're trying to to play at, the, you know, the best, um, best they can. so that brings me to something I wanted to ask you guys kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier after this whole Diaz thing, you know, there's a lot of people going on Twitter being like these world baseball classic games, like they're meaningless. What, why are players getting hurt? Why are players celebrating? Do you Jack B and big V think that the world baseball classic is meaningless?
2: We'll let V take this one first. Cause his, uh, his closer was the one that's now out for the year. So I want to hear uh, his take.
0: Man, meaningless is – is that's a tough word. I don't think it's – no. I'm, I'm going to say it's, dev, it's definitely meaningful. I mean, I'm, it's not the World Cup. It's not that big. But I think it is a big deal for baseball players. It's the World Cup of Baseball. And I think these guys – I mean, I'm going to just go to uh, Nicaragua. They had a guy, the 21-year-old, struck out a couple guys, big-name guys. Now has a minor league contract with the Detroit Tigers. This is a big deal for a lot of players, and I wish, like, they could nail down the timing. Like, if there was some way where they could make this in midseason and—
2: you Do, like, a break, something.
0: Like, instead of, like, every four years, instead of doing the All-Star game, which no one freaking watches, create a break in July— like a two and a half week break in July. So every pitcher is ready to pitch. They want to shorten this. Baseball wants to shorten the season, anyways. They want less games. So screw it. You want less games. Way to make this work for everybody. I don't know. That's just my idea. I don't think it's meaningless. Damn, this, I mean, oh, man, it sucks that Diaz is hurt, but it was awesome watching him play. It's awesome watching Lindor play. I love that. I think it's so cool. But it sucks. And, Jack, you said it, I think, on the first episode. or You said you're worried about pitchers ramping up too quickly. Yeah. And, like, I hate to say it, but you freaking – like, you said it. You called it, and it's it's a shame. Because you know what's funny? If it was just some – you know, not to just knock any other relief pitcher down. but If it was just some average Joe relief pitcher, it's not that big a deal. But because it's one of the bigger names in baseball, it's causing this big uh, – big topic of uh, controversy about what what the point of the World Baseball Classic is. And you know what? It sucks that it was torn and they were celebrating on just pool play. It wasn't like they won the whole thing. You know, you can get nitpicky and all this stuff, but you know, I mean the way the stars aligned was it wasn't meant to be for now, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's... You make some good points, V. Um, I also think... It, what sucks even more is that he got hurt. Like, I think it would, it would be more understandable if, or as a Mets fan, you'd be able to cope with it better if he got hurt playing, right? Or like he went for a ball and and hurt himself, right? But he hurt himself celebrating. Like he did everything right. He didn't ramp up too quick. It was nothing like that. It was like his teammates bouncing up and down with him that ended up hurting him. So I think that's unfortunate. Another thing I want to say about this kind of debate that it, it was really mostly Mets fans I saw on Twitter that were saying, you know, we got to get rid of the WBC. It's stupid. And, and you know, some journalists as well were piggybacking this because Freddie Freeman um, ended up getting a leg injury as well. I don't think it's going to be nearly as serious as Edwin, but um, I think it's extremely subjective like obviously maybe not to us we don't really care about the wbc we do but as a country the u.s probably doesn't as much but some of these other countries this is their thing like there was interviews with all of the dominican republic players and they were saying how this to them is more important than winning a world series and you have to take them on their word like why would you want to look you know take away something that means so much to them and even if it doesn't mean a lot to us it's still important to them so you know i don't know i, I don't know if, if you're that concerned about it then i guess start you got to start with uh, minor leaguers or more players just have to start saying no or they have to put it in their contract where you know if you get hurt then you don't get paid i, I don't know what the right thing to do is and i don't think they could do it in the middle of the season i think that's a good point but I think the Players Association would have a tough time um, doing less games. I don't think that – like the MLB Players Association, one of the strongest players associations in professional sports. I don't think they're going for less games at all. Um, And to take a break in the middle of the season, you could say that even would cause more injuries. You know, it's like that – it's the same sort of thing. It's just so tough. So, I don't know. I really enjoy the World Baseball Classic even – from the United States perspective, I think it's great. So I don't know. I think people just kind of have to deal with it. Injuries happen. He would have still been pitching in spring training. So it it really is what it is. People get hurt in spring training all the time. Like Gavin Lux, he got hurt at, at practice, right? He tore his ACL. He wasn't even doing spring training. He was just doing like like basically practice and, um, you know, ramping up before spring training. So you know, shit happens. What are you gonna do? You can't you can't overreact to a couple you know outliers, in my opinion. So, that's that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I really hate using the word meaningless. It's it's definitely not meaningless. I mean, I know you know as you mentioned, V, you talk about how it was a full play game and it wasn't like winning the whole thing. But you also see videos online of like fans in Puerto Rico watching it and celebrating the win because it was a huge win against a very good team. And uh, you can't tell me or tell anyone that it was meaningless to those fans. So um, I definitely, I definitely don't think meaningless is an appropriate word to use. Uh, and it also is like you know if injuries can always happen. We talk about the All Star Game. No one's really watching that. What if someone gets hurt in the All Star Game? Are they just going to mm-hmm. immediately get rid of the All Star Game? You know, it's it stinks. That's and you also don't want to see more and more players. Um, you know, hold back from participating in the World Baseball Classic because then we start to lose some quality of talent. Not that, you know, there's right. not other talented players, but you want to see the stars play. Um, you know, that's that's what they get paid to do and that's what they love to do. So go ahead.
2: V, uh, you remember years ago, Luis Castillo met second baseman. He tore his ACL walking down the clubhouse stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we. Are we gonna get rid of all stairs now too? Like these guys, I don't really understand. You know, I know.
0: I know I'm sorry to cut you off, Dave. But I know Jerry Blevins, famous lefty guy. Uh, yeah, he slipped on uh, I think it was like a sidewalk and broke yeah. his arm. So I'm. We're
2: mean, not getting
1: rid of sidewalks. Come on, guys. Uh, you know, like, like I
0: said, it's crazy. It's crazy. You can't. You know, you can't control it. You can't control it.
1: There was a video of Machado like slipping down the stairs. I don't know if you guys saw that. And. Like, the capture was everyone in the stadium had heart palpitations like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) injuries are unfortunate, but. If you just set all your focus on preventing injuries, what type of product do we have? You know? Um, so it's, it's interesting to discuss, but let's move right along. We have some very exciting lists. I love to get into with you guys. We're going to start with some, um you know, some more around the league categories, and then we're going to fine tune it to just the Yankees and Mets. So we're going to start with a top three list of what you guys think for the AL and NL MVPs. So top three for each list, who would like the honor of going first? Go ahead, V. I'll, take it away. I'll
0: take. I'm going to start off with the NL MVP, if that's cool with you. I'm going to yep. go from uh, three, two, one, mm-hmm. and then I'll let you go, and then we'll go to the AL. Okay. All right, so. Coming in third place in this year's NL MVP race, I'm going to go with Mookie Betts of the Los Angeles Dodgers. According to some uh, Las Vegas odds, I get, he's a plus 950. Um, okay. Mookie Betts is arguably one of the better players in baseball. I mean, uh, this guy does everything right. He feels well. He's a fast runner. He has power. He hits for average. He's on a winning team. Not that that matters as much anymore. But he is the epitome of an all-around 5 tool baseball player. Year in, year out, this guy produces big numbers. I think he's in line for a big year, and I'm super excited to see what he does there. Coming in as runner-up to the NL MVP race is going to be Juan Soto. Juan Soto is favored at a plus-5.50-odd, according to Las Vegas, to win the NL MVP. I think he comes up just short. I think he has a great comeback here. Last year, he had a lower average. He was around the 240s. Still had, still walks the, the like the crazy amount he does. Has power. I think he's going to finally settle in in San Diego. I think he's going to be very happy to be part of a winning ball club. And I think he's going to have a great, great season. Pretty much carry them, I think, offensively with Manny Machado. I know they got a bunch of big names, but I think he's going to be the best. And then my winner for the NL MVP is none other than Nolan Arenado of the St. Louis Cardinals. He's at a plus 1,200, so he's clearly, according to Vegas, not the most favorite of the top three I got here. But I think Arenado is about to win. He's probably going to win his, like, 10th or 11th straight gold glove at third base. You know what you get at him defensively. He's one of the best in the game, one of the best to ever do it at that position. Guy hits home runs guy drives and runs bats over 300 I think he was uh I think he was runner up or third last year and I think he has a better year this year and uh he's gonna be a big reason why St. Louis probably wins division again so that's my list for the top three there
2: like that they like that a lot we have a similar list we have one similarity and that is Juan Soto he's my second pick um yeah, like everything you said, he's just too good of a hitter not to include in this list because I think if he could have a full year in San Diego, you never know. He could hit 50 bombs. He's that good of a hitter, and, you know, out West where the ball flies a little bit more, I think um, I think will have just an outstanding year, and he's getting better on defense. Some of the advanced metrics on defense say Soto's improving vastly, and some even say he's like a plus defender, so that's even better. My third pick to win the NL MVP would be Paul Goldschmidt, a little back-to-back for Goldschmidt. His odds are plus 1,500, which is pretty crazy to think about. I think sometimes the voters are shy to give somebody back-to-back MVP awards, but I think he could do it. He's that good of a hitter. He's playing in these important games now. I think that, you know, stands for Arenado as well, and even Soto, right? They're ramping up a little bit earlier than they would. Maybe that can help them as... You know, some of the best players in the game kind of ease into the season, right? We see sometimes instead of just getting out really to a hot start. So I could see um, Goldschmidt win the MVP. And then my number one pick, kind of a dark horse. He's at plus 1,300 with the odds that you can get. Trey Turner. I think Trey Turner is going to have an outstanding year. He's on the East Coast where he always wanted to be. He's playing for the Phillies. The Phillies are going to need him to be a little bit more of a power hitter with no Bryce Harper. He's going to need to fill a bit of that void, and he's going to be hitting first in that lineup. Now, I think a big key to this is that he's going to get a shit ton of stolen bases. I think the ba- bigger bags are going to help him. I think the new rules are going to help him, the new pickoff rules, that is. I think he's going to have an outstanding year if he stays healthy. He uh, looked a little shaky in that USA game. It made two kind of rough plays on defense, but he's pretty uh, pretty solid out there at shortstop, so... He's my number one pick. I think he's gonna win the MVP. And yeah, any uh, any discussion v on that?
0: I mean, uh, well, I love Goldschmidt, by the way. I think he's a really good hitter. Don't have him on my top three. He's a pro. He is a pro. He's a, he's a pro's pro. Soto, I completely agree with you. I oh man, Trey Turner. Listen, I hope he doesn't. because I'm a Mets fan, but you know, mm. he's a real good ball player. I don't. I can't see him winning or. I can't see him even being in the top five. Really, I I think he could be a top ten guy. I I don't think. Now listen, he's in a band box of Citizens Bank Park for most of the year, which is great. I just with the first year of a massive contract, he's going to put too much pressure on himself. True, and with Harper not being there, he's going to put even more pressure on himself. I wonder. Also, you said he's going to bat first. I'm curious if they're going to keep Schwarber at that leadoff spot or if they're going to go to Turner.
2: They shouldn't. They shouldn't. You got a off. but tray. then again,
0: Turner. I like Turner as a two hitter. I don't know why.
2: True. I think he's
0: probably their overall best hitter, and if they got. I don't. I'm trying mm. to think right now off the top of my well, head. well,
2: Harper. When they're healthy, I think he's got to hit second.
0: I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough way to make their lineup. I would love to have Harper behind Turner and then have Schwarber protect Harper.
2: Yeah, but then they probably don't want to do that because lefty-lefty, you know?
0: Yeah, it's tough. You don't
2: want two lefties in a row. I don't know.
0: Who who do you have to protect Harper? I feel like you'd want your best power hit on the team.
2: Hoskins. Hoskins.
0: Uh, He's Hoskins. I mean, it's just... (laughs) I don't, I don't know. know. I
2: just I think he could steal like forty bags and shit. I, I, I
0: agree, but the thing is I also think there's gonna be a lot more players stealing a lot more bags and it's gonna kinda mm. disvalue it. Unless okay. he were to go out and steal sixty something. Right. Which I don't doubt he can. It's just he would have to what be if, at the next extreme.
2: Right. What if he what if he had like twenty five bombs, hits around three hundred, and uh drives in, let's say like eighty five runs and then steals like forty five bases. I think that's
0: He'd have to play elite him. level defense to be in the talk in my opinion. Yeah.
2: Or like with the Phillies and uh I mean I know standings don't really matter for uh, MLB Hall, um MVP. They don't really matter as yeah. much. Yeah. All right, let's get into this AL. All you right. want me to go first here?
0: Uh yeah, why not?
2: All right, so my third place and my or my third favorite to win MVP, I'm going Mike Trout. I think Trout has a huge year this year. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He looks great at the World Baseball Classic. I mean, simply put, he's probably the best pure hitter in the game, and he's just absolutely outstanding. I, everyone knows about how good Mike Trout is. I don't have to say it, but I think he has a really big year just because the Angels need to make the playoffs so bad because Otani's a free agent. If they want any chance, what are you doing over there, V? No, no,
0: no, no. Don't
2: get any ideas about Otani. All right. (laughs) Don't get any. Listen,
0: I already know what Vitan's. Listen, I we we can talk about that on a later day. We can talk about that later day when Cohen wants to spill all his money at the best. Oh boy. We'll we'll discuss that. that. I'm sorry. Go, go.
2: Um, I think Trout's gonna need to have a big year for the Angels to make the playoffs. Just because he even said it in her interview. I think I brought it up. Um, I'm not sure. He did an interview with MLB network and he's basically saying, if we have, if we want Otani to stay, we have to make the playoffs. He basically just said it straight up. Like we got to make the playoffs. It's been like way too long and he's right. And you know, who wouldn't want to see Mike Trow and Shohei Otani in the playoffs? Like that's all I've been asking for from the AL West the last like five years. Ugh, they're too good not to be in the playoffs. I know. Um, ahead No, that's no. They,
0: saying. they, and you know what? I have to give it to the angels. They spend money and they try. But they just never succeed.
2: So many bad contracts. So many. Um, in my second place, which is kind of crazy that he's at – and Trout's at plus 800, by the way. My number two is going to be Shohei Otani, his teammate, plus 220, which is just unbelievable. And it's a bit of a hack when you have Otani on this list because the guy pitches in hits. So if he stays healthy – like there was people that were dead on that Otani should want – Should have won MVP last season when Aaron Judge had 62 home runs. I mean, just kind of ridiculous that people were still, you know, I don't know. MLB is a little bit different. I, I compare Otani's situation, kind of, if anyone's a big basketball fan, to Russell Westbrook, kind of averaging a triple double. He did it the first year and they gave him MVP, and they didn't. They were like a six seed out of eight. And then the next year he did the same thing and they were a higher seed, and then he didn't win MVP because it's like we they kind of everyone got over it. It's like, all right, this guy's just gonna keep averaging a triple double. With Otani, it's like, you know, he's kind of a hack. So it's like you gotta put him at number two. He's plus two twenty. It's just kind of ridiculous. But whatever. My number one kind of a dark horse pick. And I think this team's actually gonna be really good this year. I think they have a chance to win a good amount of games. It's Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. I have him at number one, plus 1,500 odds. I think J-Ram, he finally got that contract extension he's been looking for for a while. People in Cleveland were thinking, are we trading Jose Ramirez? Are we trading another good player? Are we going to have to rebuild again like we had to with Lindor? I don't think so. I think this uh, Guardians, not not Indians anymore, this Guardians team can win a lot of games this season. I think they're going to win their division, and I think J-Ram's going to lead them to the top of the division. Wow, kind of a hot take there. But you I, don't mean to steal your uh, no. Steal your... I, you know
0: what's funny? I got I got I got a dark horse on my list too. And uh, can I be honest? I had Jose Ramirez on my list, and I crossed him out for the guy I put in instead. Oh man! So I, 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 okay. I, I you, on my notes pad, I have him crossed out. So like he's right there.
2: No, what else? No Aaron Judge on my list, mm. and that's that's no disrespect to my goat, but um. I don't know, Otani's just a hack. Like, you have to include him. You just, you have to include... I, I, I'm i assuming you have him on your list. It's just like, I don't know how you don't put him on the list, and Trout, I think, is kind of in a pressure situation where he has to have a good year. So I think Judge would come in fourth for me in this.
0: I don't have Judge on my list either. And can I be honest right now? There's a serious case to be made that Otani should have won MVP over Judge. No. In my opinion. No. My opinion... I don't care that the man is a hack. No. The man does stuff we haven't seen in a hundred years. I don't care that he just yeah, did it the year prior. He keeps doing okay. it. It's not like it was a one-off.
1: Can I ask I'm a not, gonna we gonna, not gonna get we, no, it. No, 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 no. I, I wanna <laughs> get into Let it. Let me pose a question to Jack as the Yankees fan here. Sure. When we talk about I, I think a lot of the debate comes upon semantics of the words most valuable. What do you think is more impactful? Removing Otani from the angels are removing judge from the Yankees.
2: If Aaron judge was not on the Yankees last year, I think they win 76 games. I'm not even kidding.
1: What about, did
2: you watch them? And if you watched them in the second half of the year, you would understand Aaron judge was carrying them. He was carrying them. I mean, it's, it's just clear clear as day. I, I don't know what else to say. Tom, the Angels were just, in my opinion, you have to be a decent team. You can't be a fourth place team, uh, or well, they are a third place team. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I just the the guy he played one hundred fifty seven games out of a six seven guy. He hit sixty two home runs. He had one hundred and thirty one RBIs. He stole sixteen bases. He led the league in walks. Like he led the league in on base percentage, and he hit three eleven v. You're the one that says, "Oh, no one hits three hundred anymore." Aaron Judge hit three eleven. He almost won the triple crown. If he didn't cool off at the end of the year, he would have freaking won the triple crown. He had a one point one OPS v. Come on, bro.
0: Let me let me let me be. I'm not I'm not downgrading what Judge did. It was historic. Okay. But,
1: it's record breaking. All right. Record breaking.
2: So, so any year, Otani has a decent pitching and hitting year. So let's say Otani this year has a has a three point eight and hits twenty eight home runs. Is he going to win MVP again? Because
0: no, he, but was last year de- was last year a average year? I said
2: hitting hitting he wasn't as good as he was the year before. Okay, he was better pitching. He
0: was, but he still yeah. was I think a a well above average hitter. Now, the yeah. only reason I am arguing is if you were to look offensively strictly, Otani's not even an MVP conversation, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I get
2: it. That's
0: part of the thing.
1: The thing Ohtani. is, the
0: word, the, the definition of MVP is most valuable player. How can there be someone more valuable that can be an ace of a staff and also hit 40 home runs? Right,
2: but this is my point. So he's going to be the ace of the staff for the next, let's say he just stays on the Angels. He's gonna be the ace of the staff the next what seven years and he's gonna hit twenty five plus bags unless he gets hurt. So is he gonna win seven straight MVPs?
0: I mean, if he does it year in and year out, I how do you not pick him?
1: There's a reason he's but don't just, you see the problem in this?
0: <laughs> what is the problem? The fact that there's a great like there is a generational valuable. type talent valuable. V- valuable, like he just does stuff that no other player in baseball does.
2: All right, but you could say the same thing. Aaron Judge last year did something no one else has done since Roger Maris, and then no, like he was the best. That you could argue that's the best hitting season of all time. You could argue that, or the the best clean, like no steroid season of all time.
1: You you certainly could argue that, but what you can't argue is that Aaron Judge was last year's MVP. V, let's get into your list. Well, who you got? <laughs> Um, so we'll go for
0: my third pick is actually Mike Trout. I'm agreeing with you there. I think Trout's going to have a fantastic year. One of my favorite players to watch on the right side. I love his swing. He's at a plus 800 odds in Las Vegas. Um, my dark horse for second. At a plus 3,500 catcher from Baltimore. Oh, I was thinking
2: about Adley. I was thinking about him, I think
0: Adley Rutschman is about to become the best catcher in baseball. And I think this guy's about to be in line for a special, special season. And I think he's going to carry the Orioles into a playoff berth.
2: Hot take? Yeah, see, uh, this is my thing. I don't mean to interrupt already, but I think people are too high and mighty about the Orioles already. I know they had a good year last year, but let's, like, I think people just need to pump the brakes. I think they're going to be good. I just don't know about playoff good. And I, I do think Adley's that good. Like, I think he could win MVP, definitely. I don't think that's a crazy take. But leading them to the playoffs, I don't know about that. But keep going, V.
0: And, then, you know, I'm a betting man at a plus 220. We all know who's number one. It's Shohei Otani. This guy does everything right in baseball. He's a beautiful-looking man. He hits. He pitches. He does everything right. He is my top
2: pick. Another thing, V. One more thing I'm going to say about this Otani judge thing. If you care about war, judge had a better war than Otani last year. And evening. I
0: do. Listen, I, all I said, and you can quote me. I said, there is a very good argument to be made about picking Otani. I didn't say if I agreed with you or not. I'm just saying there was a
2: very right, well, good what, argument. What do you think? Like you just, I'm arguing hypothetically. Can I, can I
0: plead the fifth? Can I plead
2: the fifth? All right, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> Great, We got we got to move on. Yeah, we, we got to get to the, some of these Cy Youngs, I think. All
1: right. <laughs> um, real quick, I just want to comment. Uh, I'm not going to open up any more can of worms, but um, honestly, shout out to you guys. Uh, for the most part, a lot of dark horses on those lists. And if you guys put some actual best down, you, you fellas can come uh, quite rich if you're right. So uh, good for you guys for spicing things up a little bit. Um, no Aaron Hicks on the list, which I thought was odd, but we'll move right along to, uh, we'll go into the top three Cy Young candidates. So we started this with this is where NL. I have Aaron Hicks. I have Aaron Hicks as a Cy Young winner. <laughs> Aaron Hicks, the new Otani. He's going to do both.
0: Uh, come on.
1: <laughs> All right. We started with the NL for MVP. So we'll go ahead and start with the AL for Cy Young. All
0: right. I'll, t- I'll lead us off on this one. Uh, number three. At a plus seven hundred odd, I have Mr. Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. I think Garrett Cole. I said this last time. I think he's in line to have a. He had a good solid year last year. I think he's gonna have a great year this year. I think Garrett Cole's numbers were just not true to what he was performing. I just have a firm belief that he's about to pitch another thirty-two starts. I think he's gonna have an under three ERA. This is all me and my my gut feeling. I think Mr. Garrett Cole is gonna have a fantastic season. Number two. This pain me for the AL Cy Young is going to be Jacob DeGrom at a plus 600. Listen, I know he's always injured. I get that. You can never bank on his health. But I'll tell you this. DeGrom pitches 20 starts. This guy's going to be in the Cy Young running. He's just that good. He's one of the best in the game. I'm not excited to watch him pitch in the Rangers uniform, but I'm excited to see what he does because I love DeGrom. He's a good dude. And then my number one would be Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Guardians at a plus really? 1,600 odds. I think Shane Bieber, as you said, is part of a very young, good team in Cleveland, and I think he's going to win his second Cy Young.
2: Wow. I like that, V. I like that a lot. That's interesting. All right, so my number three pick is Luis Castillo at plus 1,600 Castillo was really lights out last season. Um, his ERA jumped up a little bit from his 286 in Cincinnati to a 3.17. And I think just like how many starts did he have for Seattle? 11 starts. Pitch great in the postseason. His stuff is absolutely devastating. I'm a big fan of Luis Castillo. I wish the Yankees traded for him. Part of the reason why he's on this list. And I think... You know, For Seattle to be good, and that's their aspirations from their ownership and their general manager, they want to be a good team this year. They want to compete for the World Series and for that division. Luis Castillo is going to have to lead this team and have a bunch of starts, like V said. Same thing with Garrett Cole. Come out there every time and just dominate. So he's my number three pick. Uh, My number two pick, Dylan Cease. Now, Dylan Cease, super young player. He had a great season last year. And once again, just electrifying stuff. He had a 2.2 ERA um, in 32 starts. Just, you know, top of the line. You could argue that he should have won the Cy Young last year, if not for Shane McClanahan's just ridiculous season. So, yeah, Dylan Cease, huge fan of him. And my number one pick, a bit of a homer pick, I got to go Garrett Cole. I think what Viton said is absolutely correct. He His numbers weren't. Indicative of how good of a season he truly had. His strikeouts were phenomenal. His FIP was phenomenal. His whip was phenomenal. If he could just limit the home runs, if he could just limit the home runs. He would be a even better player. But I think Garrett Cole, you know, shuts up any any doubters that he possibly has around the league. And some Yankee fans, for some reason, still hate on Garrett Cole. Another guy that if we did not have Garrett Cole, God knows where the Yankees would have been last year. But, yeah, he's number one, plus 700, like V said. Any uh, any complaints, V? I
0: I I like the third. I like number one. I don't think Cease is going to have a good year. Not a good no? year. I think Cease, is, Cease walks too many batters for my liking. and
2: He does. With
0: the new pitch clock, I think it's going to mess him mm. up even more. My honest opinion. That's a good call. So, not that I hate him. I hope he has a great year. I hope everyone has a great year. I just don't... I don't think he could be a, another Cy Young uh, finisher. And I don't know if well, I misheard you, but Verlander won last year, not McClanahan. I don't know if you're thinking about 2021. Oh! Uh,
2: my apologies, yeah. I just
0: wanted to correct you and make sure we... Uh, I wanted to... No, you're
2: right. Verlander did win. Yes, sir. I think McClanahan came in second. Cease came in third.
0: Something along that line. They were the top three guys. Yeah. All right, so we'll jump to the NL. Uh,
2: one more, one thing I oh, want to add. We we should do a whole episode on the sh- one of these times about the Chicago White Sox in their offseason and how pitiful it was and how they made Andrew Benintendi their highest-paid player in franchise history.
0: That, I mean, but go I, ahead. I mean, the White Sox, um, everyone thinks they're going to have a great year this year. I'd be very shocked if they did, my honest opinion.
2: Anyways. Take their under. Take their under wins, loss. 100%. 100%. Hundred Free bet.
0: Uh, NL uh, Cy Young, my top three guys. I'm gonna go with number three, at a plus one thousand odd. Spencer Schrider of the Atlanta Braves. Damn, the guy came out of the. I mean, I watched him pitch against the Mets, and uh, I'll tell you this: this guy's electric. Much as I hate it, I hate the Braves as a Mets fan, but uh, he looked good. He's gonna he's their he's second year in. He's the ace of their staff already, in my opinion, and um. I think he's going to have a fantastic year and I think he's going to really put himself up in the Cy Young conversation. Number two on my list, I have Zach Gallen at a plus 1600 of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Look at his overall season numbers. Wasn't amazing, but you look at his second half numbers, this guy was untouchable. Wasn't allowing runs and I think he's going to replicate that over a full season. I think he really settled in and I think Zach Gallen is about to have himself his career year next year. But My number one pick. This could be a little biased for some. But I think Justin Verlander is going to win his first ever Cy Young in the NL as a New York Met. This guy was electric last year, won the Cy Young in the AL. The reason I have this is because he's a a bona fide stud starting pitcher coming to a whole new league where a lot of guys have never seen him before. And I think he's going to be used to his advantage. And I think he's going to dominate. And I think he's going to win it. He's at a plus 700 odd, uh, by the way, in case anyone's interested
2: Great points V. Um, I agree with you. My list is a little chalky, so I'll get through it quick. And third, I have Sandy Alcantara plus um, 550. He had a great year last year won the Cy Young. I think he can repeat that though. The Marlins aren't the best. I think, you know, he, he could throw 102 miles per hour and then he has a devastating slider and changeup. So So uh, number two, I got Justin Verlander for all the points V said he's, Won the AL young last year, he's a beast. He's coming over to the NL where, you know, might not be as many good hitters in the NL than there is in the AL. And, you know, they're a little bit behind because of DH um, rule changing recently. So, yeah, I have him at number two. And then number one, I have Corbin Burns. I, I have him at number one just because he needs to pitch good for this Brewers team to do anything this year. They have really no... Run production. They don't score that many runs, so Corbin Burns is going to have to have a really good ERA, and he normally does. I think he could do it again and win the Cy Young.
0: Before we move on to the next uh, list, I don't. I think Corbin Burns will not be a Milwaukee Brewer by 2024. Let me just state that. Just out there.
1: Hot stove is firing up, even though we're not in the segment. I love it. All right. <laughs> we, we, got, we got some uh some time left. We're gonna break it down. Um, we're gonna come back to our teams. Um we're gonna go back to MVPs. So we're gonna say top five, top five for this one. Top five MVPs for both Yankees and the Mets.
0: I'm gonna start off with the Yankees, if that's okay. Woohoo.
2: Sure. How about you give your Yankee list, and then I'll give my Yankee list, and then Mets, Mets.
0: Okay, that works. That works. So I'm going to go from number five. I'm going to throw young stud shortstop Anthony Volpe at my number five. I think the reason why I have him here is because what do the Yankees not have? We can get into this soon. But the Yankees don't have a lot of average hitters, don't have a lot of guys who get on base that much in front of the big boppers. I think Volpe's got the potential to be a very young guy a spark in this lineup. And I think if he has the ability of a season to ignite the offense, I think he's going to become a very valuable player for this team. So I got him there. Number five, I'm sorry, number four, not a player. It's the bullpen itself on the Yankees, I think. I think the bullpen itself on the Yankees, you're going to have kind of a uh, couple different guys coming in clutch. Holmes, Zyga, um, King. There's a lot of different guys who are going to be charged with the task of finishing out games. And I think they're going to be the difference if they have a good or bad year. It's going to really sway the Yankee season. Cause not as we know, a lot of starters don't go past the seventh inning at number three, we got good old fashioned lefty Carlos Rodon. I think Rodon, if he stays healthy, he is the second ace to this rotation and he is a second ace going into a playoff series with Garrett Cole. And I think he can have, a huge season in New York. And he can make a bigger name for himself in the Bronx. Number two, I just mentioned his name, would be Mr. Garrett Cole. I already think he's going to have a great year. I think he's a Cy Young candidate, candidate guy. And uh, he is the ace of the staff. If Cole has a crap year or Cole gets injured, God forbid, Yankee season, I think, tanks. It's just that simple. And number one, we already know the rainy AL MVP is Mr. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge probably will not be able to replicate that type of season he had last year. But if he stays healthy, this guy will be in the MVP running. This guy will have a great season. He will hit 40-plus home runs, probably bat around 300. One of my favorite type of hitters. That is my list for the Yankees. What do you think, Jack?
2: All right, V. I agree with you on one, two, and three. So I have the same. Judge, Cole, Rodon, in that order, I think what you say is 100% correct. Judge... He's by far their best player, Cole's their best pitcher, and Rodon, if he could be a solid number two, that would go a long way for this team and possibly taking down the Astros. It would just go a long way. Not saying they'll do it, but it could help. Number four and five is where I differ. So for number five, I have Harrison Bader. I think your pick of Volpe is kind of like more of an X-factor pick. It's hard to say that he's super valuable to the Yankees just because I've never seen him you know, play for the Yankees, but i love volpe i want him on the roster i want him to start like he's so good i already know but i'm putting bader he plays a crazy center field he was so huge for us in the playoffs last year does get on base at a good amount uh good clip you know he's not the stereotypical average center fielder like you know speed guy but super fast can hit for some power and yeah he's just an overall great player i like harrison bader then number four, I'm going to go Nestor Cortez, and I say this is interesting pick, a uh, bit of a bit of a hot take, I'd say, but I think Nestor is huge for the Yankees just because if he can replicate the season he had last year, staying healthy throughout the year, pitching that many innings that he did, pitching in the playoffs and pitching well with the great location he has, and you know just his herky jerky motion, he's rocking out, out there. at on the mound. I think that could go a long way. I think pitching for the Yankees is so key. And uh, having two good lefties like that in your rotation. I think is just super good for the playoffs. Um, and yeah, dude. Nestor's is awesome. I fucking love
1: Nestor.
0: Nasty Nestor. What can I say? That's a good pick. He's I like my that. my guy. I like
1: that. Hey, before we go into the Matt's speak, You got the button close by? Can you bring it up to the mic real quick? Where was Aaron Hicks. such bullshit guys we're an Aaron Hicks uh Aaron Hicks show he's a friend of the show great guy um horrible man he was six he was six six. the list was top five hopefully we did a top six list all right let's let's get into the Mets Jack you'll kick off the Mets list for us yeah
2: okay so my top five Mets uh I'm not sure how I did on this list V you're gonna have to grade my list it might be a little bit crazy but number five I have Brandon Nimmo you like it, okay? Brandon Nimmo, I think he's a great center fielder. Um, I don't know if he's worth all that money that he got for that contract, but I thought it was important that they brought him back. You know, he's a good top of the order hitter, hits for contact, can also can provide some pop from the left uh, left uh, left handed bat. Um, yeah, he's just a great player. I think he's just a he's a professional. He's a little speedy, you know, good player. Number four. I have Pete Alonso, and I really would not have Pete on this list, but I think he's that important to the Mets. He's really their only true power hitter. They need him. They need, need, need him to hit 35-plus home runs and drive in 100 RBIs. He was so good last year. What concerns me is when he – similar to Judge earlier in his career, when he's bad, he's just so bad. Like It's like he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's also not a good first baseman. so that's, And he plays first, right? So it's hard to assess the value of a first baseman. Part of the reason why I kept Anthony Rizzo off my list. Even though he's a great defensive first baseman, it's like, you know, I'd rather – I think Bader's more valuable because he plays a position like center field. Okay. Number three, I have Francisco Lindor. Lindor, I think he's the top three, four shortstop in, in the game. I think he's a great switch hitter. He's going to need to hit for some power for the Mets to be good, I think. But he can hit for power. He's got the speed, you know. I would think a full 5 tool player. Uh, and that's don't uh don't get ahead of your skis there V, but I think I love Lindor. His days with the Guardians, man, he was just so good. I wish he could turn back the clock and hit um some of those home runs for you guys, but um we'll see. We'll see. He he was better last year than he was the year before. Number two, I'm going Justin Verlander. So that means, number one, I'm going Max Scherzer. So the reason I did it this way just is because I think Scherzer at his best is better than Verlander. But I think Verlander is more consistently good, if, if that makes I mean, sense.
0: I understand. There's no uh, <sighs> big slopes of performance.
2: Right. I think Scherzer, when Scherzer's on, he's, he's, like, unhittable. He's ridiculously good coming at you with that windup. He's just, and he's a ho- or he's really not as much of a horse in uh, past years, but he's the real deal. I'm a big fan of Max Scherzer when he's on. But when he's off, he can get hit a little bit. He can. Now, Verlander, I, I'd i say is just more consistently great, you could even say, because, I mean, the guy's just unreal. But, yeah, I have them in that order. I I was debating back and forth, but I think Scherzer's a little bit. He's also younger, so maybe a little bit more valuable. What do you say, Vidi? I
0: I have them flipped. They're my one-two. I have them flipped for this one reason only. Verlander is replacing DeGrom, and I think he's going to perform at that level. I think he's going to replace sure. one of the best pitchers in baseball. And that's the reason. That's mainly sure. the only way I I, I decided that. Scherzer isn't replacing, wasn't replacing anybody. He's just coming and doing his thing. Number three, I have Lindor. I think Lindor will end up in the top five for MVP finish. That's my hot take right there. Okay. okay. I think Lindor is actually going to tap back to that 25-plus home run power. Last year he drove in 100 runs. He plays gold glove defense. He's one of the better shortstops in the game. Number four, I have Big Meat Pete. You got Big Pete. He's on my. He's on this jersey, actually, guys. He's. I don't know if you can see the number anywhere. No, of course not. It's on the back. So, <laughs> I think Big Meat Pete is the anchor of this lineup. I think if Pete goes, the lineup goes because he drives in so many runs. Um, I agree with you. He does have some valleys. I think last year he got. Better at getting out of slumps quicker. I'm going to because his average ticked up. I think with two strikes, you realize he was really going the other way more. And I feel like he's going to probably improve on that even more, is what I'm hoping for. I think he's actually going to get very close to 50 home runs this year as well. I just have a feeling on that. And number five, this is where I'm going to pick some guy. And the reason is I probably wouldn't have him on my list normally, but it's going to be David Robertson. I think David Robertson. Is about to take the closer role from the get go, and I think he's going to be very valuable to his team. He's going to be the new closer with Diaz out, and uh, he's going to be a big important part of the club.
1: So, I list fellas, listen, I'm I'm really excited for this next one. So let's let's get this one in while we can. Um, I think how we'll do it is when you um, share your list for the opposing team, just. Share your list. Save the explanation for the uh, for the for the fan of the team when they explain their list. Okay, um, so we're gonna go with the top three concerns these fellas have for the given teams. Okay, so we'll start with the concerns of the Yankees. So V, if you just want to list your top three concerns, and then Jack will go into his and explanations on them.
0: Okay, we'll go. I'm gonna go three, two, one. It's gonna be injuries, bullpen, and on base percentage.
2: Okay. The, wow. I like that a lot. So my number three, can I go for the Yanks? Yeah. Okay. My number three, injuries, health. Yankees got to stay healthy. 100% agree. Um, they're all already not getting off to a great start in that respect, <laughs> as we've seen, as are the Mets. Number two, bullpen, right there with you. Bullpen. Bullpen, bullpen. They are going to have to acquire somebody. I mean, it, it just seems like there's multiple holes in this bullpen. They don't really – Wandy Peralta is a good lefty, but it seems like they, they're going to need another left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen. Number one concern as the Yankees fan for the Yankees in the 2023 season is, and I can't believe you missed this, V. I'm kind of disappointed, the Houston Astros. Come on.
0: Ah, uh, well, come on now.
2: The Astros are just—they just own us. I mean, it's that simple.
0: Well, if they you got your OBP up, maybe you could destroy the Astros. Come on, two go one. Get on base. Stop striking out. Oh damn.
2: Maybe, but um, yeah, I'm scared of the Astros. So
0: as our most teams, as are most teams. Solid um, list. Uh,
1: Let's go into the Mets, Jack. Why don't you give your, time yeah. for your concerns and sure. then we'll go into yours.
2: Third is closer just the closer role what that entails um second power where will that power generate from outside of pete will we get will they acquire another guy you know wh- what are we going to see there and number one pressure pressure and expectations
0: who i like that i like that uh, my my list is actually very similar to yours as well um I like the pressure thing because as having the highest payroll ever in major league baseball history, everyone's That's gonna expect point. they're gonna win so my my list goes with I actually start off number three with the closer bullpen in general um I think they're you know there's gonna be a big uh you know if the season doesn't go perfectly as we think and it's because the bullpen's not as good as it should be there's gonna be fingers pointed um. And that's because of injuries, my friend. That's number two on my list. Injuries is a worry and concern of every single baseball team, I think. Um, So it's obviously always a concern of the LOL Mets because all they like to do is uh, get injured by slipping down the stairs or jumping up and down during celebrations or getting in their car or, you know, waving a pen. I don't know at this point. Um, Number one concern you mentioned to Jack is power. On this team, you got Big Meat Pete with the real power everyone else maybe can crack 20 maybe I think Lindor has more in his tank but besides that you're not getting more from anybody so they're gonna rely a different way in the offense they're not gonna have big boppers especially not like the Yankees do um that's really it I mean I would have loved you know I'm gonna bring it up I would have loved Carlos Correa on this team I think he was that power bat he's another 25 home run guy um they don't have that anywhere, and they don't have that coming soon. Like Brett Beatty, I really like the kid. I don't. I think maybe he could hit you 15 to 20, though. I think he's an average guy. Francisco Alvarez, on the other hand, I think he could be a nice 25-power guy. I just don't think they're going to start him yet. And then uh, Ronnie Mauricio, I think that guy's got a lot of home run potential. I'm talking 30-plus. He's just not going to make the team yet. So you're just wondering how they're going to play it out. I'm very concerned. I'm very excited, though. I have a lot of hope for this team. I think this team is going to win something. I can't say division with the confidence, because the Braves exist. I'm not too worried about the Phillies winning division. Um, I think the Phillies are a very good team. I think the Mets will probably end up winning a wild wildcard spot, though. And uh, hopefully, if miracles means miracles, we can get the trumpets for the playoffs. That's all I'll happy. I'll be so
1: happy. For all right. I really, again, great list. You guys kill it, as always. But I really wanted to rush you through your list so that I could do one real quick. Oh, um, oh, oh let I, I have... I have another concern list. My top three concerns of our show. Okay. (laughs) Number three. Number three. Aaron Hicks leaves and we don't get to talk about him. Ugh. Number two. (laughs) Number two. No trumpets all year. No trumpets. Mm. Nothing for Jack to be upset about. It's bullshit. And number one is your guys' overall mental health as this season goes on, because I've already <laughs> seen you two be put through the ringer. I'm gonna enjoy all the successes with you, and I'll be here for all the downfalls. But I am, as my friends, I'm worried about you guys. So hopefully we uh, have a good season. But um, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you too for putting on a great show. Hey V, they can find us on uh, Twitter.
0: They find us on Twitter at BQB Podcast.
1: And Jack, we're on Instagram.
2: We're also on the gram BQB podcast.
1: Yeah. And we're on Apple, Spotify, and all these services. Dave, don't forget about the talk. We're also on the talk BQB podcast as well. on TikTok. That's right. Everyone follow the TikTok, all the socials, and listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope everyone has a great day, great night, and we'll catch you next time.